Welcome back, Bobby. Today we're going to talk about the one-man band, the writer, artist, businessman, tech guru who does everything himself and doesn't need anybody else. Do you know any of those? Oh, one or two. Yep. One Pro or maybe two? Two or three or four. Many. Of... Now, what's uh, Percentage-wise, that's not very good, is it? Okay, no, that's not. And, and the biggest problem is... is um the skills to do it all you know well, first of all we're not necessarily that, talking but... about the creator there's there you can be a creator who completely controls your work you can write pencil ink color you can do everything and yes. that's your but that but that doesn't mean you don't need a team no a team's good because that way you don't have to specialize and and what i was is do it all is yes creatively somebody can do it all but then your next move is after you created it, what are you going to do with that project? Are you going to start building fan base, start letting people know about it, travel, show it off? Are you going to publish it? Are you going to do it online? Are you going to publish it for uh, print? Are you going to take it to a distributor now that we have made possibly multiple distributors again? Um, and just the very process of building your fan base in the first place so that people will be able to find your project and buy it, okay? Exactly. Just one simple thing. I said social media, right? Well, yes. how many steps is there in social media? There's doing this, the post. It's building a fan base, reaching out, doing interviews, chats, if you do a podcast. And <laughs> the thing is, all of this, if you do it all yourself, it takes away from the creative time. So if you're happy producing maybe one comic a year, then you're good. You can do it. But it's but still a lonely job. So much of your time away from the creative aspect of it. You're and, a, a lot of your time away from it. You're spending a whole lot more time away from it, promoting it, than you are actually building your skills and creating. So this doesn't mean that you should not be involved in the literal business of it yourself. But it no, might I, mean that you need some help. I think it's good to understand all aspects of it um, so that you can just follow through you can learn but it's great when you can bring other people in to contribute because that always makes to me it, it you're bringing in their knowledge their ideas their skill set and on your team and you're going to grow one you're going to if you can bring somebody in who understands maybe social media better than you or understand uh the con system doing conventions and stuff better than you then you're going to get moving that far faster. And you're not going to make all the mistakes and missteps. Well, you're going to make some. But you're going to make less mistakes and missteps. And you're going to get moving faster and quicker. Well, a lot of people that we're talking to are saving up money to buy art supplies and don't really have you know, money to go and hire a consulting firm. So how do you build that team? Who do you look to? Um, I, I probably you, you would start looking on social media and start bringing people in who are who you want to find people to put on your team who believe in you and believe in the project because it will go a long way in promoting it and getting the word out. Um, a lot of the creators we know out there, they were used their what we call mega fans to help them work shows, do conventions, uh, be behind the table. Watch the table while they're off doing panels. 
and uh, these people are, are they love the projects. They love what the, the creator's doing. So they're all about being involved. And it gives them a little bit of thrill, I guess, to be working with the creator. A little bit of reflected glory, yes. But it, yes. It, but still, it's a valuable um, thing that they're contributing. And they really are a part of the sex of that project. And then what else is that maybe a mega fan or something like that brings a skill set to... They're huge on social media. Maybe they podcast. Uh, maybe they follow a lot of podcasts. Maybe they're a tech person who understands the whole setup of setting up a uh, a recording studio. You know, so that mega fan becomes part of the team at that point, and now they're part of the team helping build and grow your project. This is some great ideas, but a lot of times you'll find that mega fan of yours is a lot closer than you think. Bob, how many successful <laughs> artists do you know are actually part of a successful husband wife team uh many many um in many ways the wife um or the husband whichever they're usually supportive you would hope or you're not going to go very far but they are, can be productive and they can be active within the business or um active within taking care of the family it takes a lot of time to create comics and to do the social media and, and it's time away from everyone so the wife could be raising the family and traveling with you i've done a lot of shows my wife and i've done a lot of shows together early on uh the guys the team that i had would always laugh because it was like when my boys were small we couldn't pass that one rest area we had to hit them all because they either needed a drink or needed a potty, you know? So uh, the team, you know, the wife's, the wife-husband team is very important to making a project. Um, I should say the the partner team is very important. Oh, yeah, we can many different ways, but we know a lot of particularly husband-wife's team, either supporting the man as the artist or the woman as the artist. But there's... There's the one level you mentioned of just being supportive of taking care of the household and family duties. But I know quite a few others that the spouse is a true business partner. They run the nuts and bolts of the business, giving mm -hmm. the artist time to concentrate on the artwork. Yeah. I mean, we discussed earlier about Billy Tucci and Debbie. Um, she's definitely a business end where Billy loves to talk. He's a hell of an artist and creator and writer. They make a great team. And then you brought up somebody else. Uh, Terry Moore and his okay. wife, she's in a major part of um, their convention presence in the past. And, you know, artists often have, um, can be rather shy or retiring, introverted, and it's hard for them to be that outgoing person that, you know, really makes contact with fans. So it's good to have someone on your side. You're really lucky if that's your spouse, okay? Yes. And that your spouse is willing and able to put that kind of passionate effort into, you know, your artwork and your career in addition to your marriage. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't have to be a spouse. It can be um, a, a friend, okay? It mm -hmm. can be, you know, another artist that is supporting you in some of your projects and you're supporting them in their projects. It can be fans, but you have to start looking to build that team because all of the things that we're telling people to do, it's overwhelming. Okay. And you, people are listening to this guy thinking, how many hours in the day do I have to put in to make this one, one project be even a moderate success? Well, 
you can't necessarily do it all. So we'll talk about breaking up writing and penciling as part, being that part of a team as a later subject. Yes. Uh, but there's things that are not part of the creative process that gets your name in the credits in the comic book, but are part of your support team that make it possible for you to do the creative work you want to do. Yes. Well, I think the first step in that is to look at yourself and say, what are my particular strengths and weaknesses? It's going to be a tough thing to do, all right? <laughs> self-analysis? Yes. Yeah, a little self-analysis could go a long way, but that's kind of tough to take the advice, okay? Because you don't really trust the source. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Now, I, I guess you got to look at your skill set and then look at, okay, what's it going to need? What do I need to be successful? Where are the steps? And you're going to make mistakes along the way. You're going to find out that, you know, certain things work, certain things didn't work. Um, I'm in the process of working on a Kickstarter right now, and I'm breaking down all the details on building this Kickstarter. I'm looking at what, who I know that I can bring onto my team to help me be successful with this. Um, and, and, what, go ahead. and you have to know what their particular strengths are that you can best use. What do they bring to the table? Yes. If I'm sitting at a table, what what team and I'm gathering around me to to be successful with this project and then the next project. So, you know, right now, you know, you've got your book. At this point, you've you've done your creativeness. So what's your next steps? So yeah, you gotta build that team and you gotta keep looking at different people, bringing them on, whether you're looking at your family to help support you or if you're looking at your mega fan out there who can bring something to the table it's all important and you have to realize there's certain jobs you can learn okay but is it really worth your time and effort to learn every aspect of it you say a basic familiarity yes but there's still just hours of and to be devoted in the week that you could be writing and drawing what is that a, a uh... Jack of all trades, master of none. Exactly. Yes. Um, we do have a lot of people. It is easier to get access to things nowadays. And you can look up any tutorial you want on YouTube and people think, that's okay, I can handle it all myself. But mm -hmm. there's only so much any one person can do and at what level of quality and what level of follow through. Because mm -hmm. so many of these things we're talking about are details that have to be followed up on. It's not just the one contact to this person who's running a convention. How many times do you need to contact them? Well, you think you're going over the same amount of material, okay, but you have to keep it that in touch. Uh, there's social media contacts. You have to keep posting things. You have to respond to other people's, okay, posts to you. Mm -hmm. you, need, you know, it's time, time, time. Even if you are the best person doing it, you may have to, and the most controlling of people, you may need to learn to delegate and to take some of that responsibility off of your shoulders and trust someone else to do it. Mm -hmm. Especially if it makes you available to do something else um, that's better in your skill set. Yeah, definitely bringing people in for a certain skill set to help build a team is very important. And that um, collaboration can be invigorating. It can be invigorating to collaborate on your artwork, but also on your overall business plan. Those people can bring in new insights, new energy, okay, to sure. help keep you going. And you're almost, you're interviewing people.
for your team. Earlier, we were talking about your daughter, Kara, and how she got a promotion, I guess. And it was over somebody else who uh, might have been there longer, but that person was a yes person. And you don't want yes people around you. You don't want people who are constantly negative, but you want people who believe in the project and they will bring you their best skill set to make that project published, get it out there, and start building its own fa fan base. So you want to bring in people who add to the idea, move it and forward. Uh -huh. So you're becoming a manager, whether you really, a lot of people don't want that responsibility. But you are managing people and managing a team. And sometimes you're going to have to be able to tell a person, this is not working out, okay? You're not being able to devote the time or the expertise to the way I need you to. I'm going to have to find someone else. And no one wants to go through that, but you, you have to because some you're going to have some people who will volunteer but not really take care of the project. Mm -hmm. Well, that's they're where... They're enthusiastic, but they're not really capable. You got to look at the end of the day, if you're just looking at somebody who's just a big fan and can't really bring any skill set to the project, then they probably don't need to be on the team team. They're just part of the fan base. And that's great. You're going to have a lot of hopefully have a lot of people at that point. But yeah, when you are looking, you're almost like interviewing people for the team. What and But before you even do that, you need to figure out what you need for your team. What where directions are you going to need and what areas do you need help in that maybe will allow you to step back and focus more on the creative part of it, the publishing part of it. And like you said, you're trading off, you're handing out some duties to people, but then you actually are adding management duties to your own self. And But you also have to make yourself available. You have to know what they need from you. Yes. Because you can't just hand over all of the social media and say, just take care of it. It's like, well, no, you need to be the lead of that. We can take care of a lot of the particulars, but we can't do it without you. Well, yeah. Cause at the end of the day, we spoke to this in past podcasts is that people are becoming fans of creators as much as they are the projects. So that even though somebody else is handling the social media, maybe doing some of the replies, setting up your post. Um, it still needs to be your voice. That doesn't take away your voice of the project. You don't have to then get everything scheduled. You don't have to go down and put together a weekly schedule and say, you know, we need to do this, this, and this. Um, let somebody else help you set it all up. Let them even come in and get tidbits from you, grabbing artworks. You, you put your own little say on them and let them run with it and handle that. Um, I mean, you, you want to put your little bit of your own little personal stuff in there because people want to feel like they're the fans want to feel like they're a part of you. So you've got to stay involved in it. It isn't something you can walk away. It's not just in, in like especially social media. I'm talking about it's not just an ad campaign where you just run and print ads or something like that. They the fans want a piece of you. They, they want to feel like they're supporting you directly. And this has evolved over the years. More and more. Really so has. that's a good yeah. way of putting it, of looking at what has become really an old fashioned way of marketing is just running ads. Okay. That does not work for any business today nowadays. No. Ads still exist. Okay. There's still commercials, you know, but 
at the heart of those campaigns, there's they're basically public relations campaigns. And there are people that are attached that are the faces of those campaigns. And they have to get out and interact with the public or it just doesn't work nowadays. Yes. Yes, I totally agree. You got to be involved. I mean, it's funny. I think we might mention Todd McFarland's latest Kickstarter. He's like two and a half million dollars now. He is putting out a video every couple of days. He is the face for it. Of course, Todd's the face for it because it's fun. But it's just he understands and he's given. I mean, this this basic little toy reprint that he's going to do, he is like, it's, it's going to be an awesome package at the end of the day. But he keeps giving, and I'm sure he's not the only one who is who is scheduling these. He's got people behind him, but it's his voice. It's his little videos, at, you know, at the end of it. So, Well, Todd is one of those people that can sit in front of a, stare into a camera, and just be himself and talk to you. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's a rare gift. Now, you might not have that gift. Um, some, it can be the most frightening thing in the world to feel like you're on camera and you have to talk with no script. And just, you're paralyzed. So... One way around that is use your support team. Yes. But you're not just talking all by yourself. You've got me. Yes. To take up a a few couple of random minutes here and there, okay, just to give you a chance to catch your breath, okay? But but is it helpful to have someone to bounce ideas off of? Oh, definitely. I mean, you and I usually spend a half hour before we do these recordings bouncing ideas and stuff around and uh, we're sitting here making notes and what we can do. So it's definitely a good idea. I mean, it's like it's it's like anything. Story building, the creative process, or the building a fan base. It's good to have people around you to bounce ideas off of, to grow, to expand. So, so even a, sim- it's a simple thing as um, having a video recording of you doing a sketch and you commenting on what's going on in the sketch and why you're doing it. Mm-hmm. Some artists are perfectly comfortable doing that by themselves. But if you're not, you can have someone there talking to you and just asking you questions. Why are you doing this? Explain this to me. And that personal connection with the person in the room with you is going to translate into the people that are watching. Yes. And it makes it just feels like it's more natural and normal that you're talking to an actual person with you. Okay. And mm-hmm. yes, you have to find someone else who's willing to, you know, take this journey with you and put their face on camera. But that person will help make it easier and easier and easier for you to do that where it just becomes second nature you're just talking yeah i agree yeah and you know more you do it with a certain person then it's just like you said it's like any of the talk shows they're more comfortable so you get more information you sort of understand the other person i mean i've known you for 20 plus years uh, would that be convenient yeah we probably shouldn't even count should we but yeah, yeah no probably that. not we probably don't want to go that far but you know, we've worked together for a long, long time in the, in the comic book retail markets. And then you jumped on with Sketch with me doing stuff with Sketch Magazine. And now we're over here at Shoutfire. So I'm comfortable. And so when we I want to do the Shoutfire podcast, of course, I reached out to you because I know you bring a lot of your ideas. I bring a lot of my ideas. We don't always agree. But what we end up with is, you know, we build a little team here for this podcast. It's like we build a team for Shoutfire by reaching out to a lot of different people. Um, you want to do that. Mm-hmm. And sometimes being with someone you do not agree on everything automatically actually makes things better. I, I don't want yes men. I don't want them here. I, and I don't want them at my retail business. I've got, I've got but it, it takes some work. You want to pull 
You want them to grow. You want them to grow out of being, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, yeah, to contribute. You know, make my store better. Make this project better. Bring to me all that. And you're here because you offer something, whether it's some type of knowledge. Bring that out. Show me. Um, that's your job as the director of this team or manager of this team to bring yeah. everybody's out. And to talk back about being comfortable um, communicating to people. Mm -hmm. uh, there's so many artists who do not like the idea of being on mic, let alone being on mic and camera and have people, fans watching them. It's just worst idea in the world, okay? Right. Uh, it, what, what's the number two fear in this country, Bob? I don't know. My number one fear is a blank page, but I okay. don't know. The number <laughs> two fear, okay, throughout yes. the world, actually, is death. Okay. The number one is public speaking. Wow. Okay. So that is consistent over decades. Okay. It's been tested o over and over again. So, mm -hmm. yes, people are actually more afraid of mm -hmm. speaking in public. I, I can see that. Death. So, it's, it's not, it's, if you are one of those people, okay, you're far from alone. All right. Oh, but no. what I'm doing with you now, when I first started in comics fandom at all, if I would never have been imagined that I could sit here and just talk to you with thinking that someone else might be listening, you know, right. Totally paralyzed. Wow. But <laughs> eventually you put that aside in because you care about what you're talking about and you just let it be a conversation of, uh, talking to someone that you want to talk to and knowing that maybe someone's listening, it's because, well, that's because they are trying to learn something too. Right. And it takes a while to get to that point. You can't be, you know, you know, some people just have, are they natural born, you know, for the stage, you know, we've, you know, Todd McFarlane, Billy Tucci, others, they're wonderful. Their personality is so much a part of their business. Okay. But that's not everybody. There's plenty of incredibly talented artists that, it's hard to get a word out of, okay? Right, right. But nowadays especially, you need to make who you are, okay, just who you are, not who you persona, mm -hmm. part of your work because people are looking for it. So maybe you get someone else to help you as not, not just in the business and counting money and making appointments and blah, 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 but to sit and talk to you so that you can talk to them and that becomes part of your social presence. I think so. And another thing is that you want to share. I mean, I think more creators are interested in the process and stuff. So I think by having another, not exactly another creator, but another teammate who can draw that out of you, the stories about the project and what's going on. Um, we were just discussing that I'm working on that Kickstarter project. So you and I were discussing about setting up some interviews and discussing that, which is totally different from this, you know, the creative of that project. So it's important to bring somebody out along to part of your team who sort of knows it and then can draw that information out of you for your fans to hear. But who, where do you find that person? If you're lucky, it's a spouse or significant other. If you're lucky, it's a, it's a family member. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's brother or sister. You'd be surprised how many, people you can find at your local comic shop, okay, who would like to be involved in something like this. Oh, yes. Oh, most definitely. You know, I, I thought about reaching out to a couple of different ones. And we still made down the road as we grow. But, yeah, it is finding that right person. And you might find them online. You know, you just got to reach out there 
find some groups, get involved with them and see what happens. Well, it used to be that this have, would have to be, you know, in your hometown at least, but we're not limited to that anymore. No, not anymore. Well, I suppose we are, should stick to the planet. Let's yeah, be reasonable. The, the planet, keep everybody. Yeah. For now. Anchored on Earth. Okay. Just, just for now. I mean, for the short yeah. term. Okay. Sounds good. But to sum up, you can't do it yourself, can you? No, not you can't. Everything. It takes a team. And finding and building that team is going to be different for everybody. But if you haven't yet, it's time to start reaching out and finding that team because they're going to take a lot of burden off of you. And also, you're going to have a lot of fun with it. Yeah, I think so. Um, it, it's it's good. You're, you're, you're pumped about your project. You, you've created this cool thing. And now you, you start building that team and they get excited about it. And so that's even bigger voice reaching out there and, and working with you. So, um, and remember to listen to your team because they will help you build a, a bigger team. They will help you bring in other people. The goal is for you to be as creative as you can and to build an audience space. I mean, as simple as this is, create a cool project, create a fan base to deliver it to and deliver it. It's, it's no longer as simple as, Make a comic, send it off to Diamond, and it gets sent to comic shops. You yeah. don't. You have to have a fan base. Well, um, that doesn't work for comics, but it doesn't work for movies or TV or theater or, or publishing music. of any kind anymore. No. Um, you know, I follow some indie musicians. They're in the same boat as us. They want to create music. They want to do all this. And there's a lot of independent uh, musicians who do it all. From the music to the singing to writing the songs, and they're out there building their fan base. They're building a team around them to help reach that fan base. Um, they understand you give a little bit of yourself to make that fan feel like they're supporting you, and that's what where we are at comics. Comics have evolved and evolved and evolved. So you've got to go out there and grab that niche, that little niche, and hold on to it and try to get it to grow and never take it for granted. Never take fans, your fandom for granted. No, you take care of them and they'll take care of you. Yes. Yes. Bob, thanks so much for your time today. It's been a pleasure. All right, Bill. Take care. Bye-bye.